Mikel Arteta's decision to rotate on Saturday has been vindicated. Arsenal get a massive three points at St. Mary's. Myself and the Metro Sports, Mike Stavrou, will be dissecting the win over Southampton in this live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. Delighted to be joined once again by the brilliant Mike Stavrou from Metro Sport. Mike, first of all, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Always good when I'm when I'm on the show. I don't know if you noticed, but I've uh, I've sort of trimmed the, the wilderness a little bit on, on the face. I'll tell you what, now that you've said it. Yeah. You, you look a lot tidier, a lot more homeless anymore. Yeah, you look a lot more presentable. I'm proud of you. Cheers, You're finally becoming a man instead of a squash <laughs> teenager. There you go. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great to have you back, mate. And it's great to be discussing yeah. an Arsenal win and what an important win it was. A really, really good performance. I thought, yeah, there were patches where Southampton looked dangerous, but I thought overall um, it was a, a brilliant Arsenal display. And we're going to be unpacking that on this live edition of the show. I want to say a big shout out to everybody who's already joining us in the live chat. And a big hello to those of you, who, a big thank you, I should say, to those of you who stuck with me for the watch along and have now come back for the review as well, because that is dedication. That's way too much Harry Simeon in one night. Uh, but thank you guys uh, for that. Also, um, big shout out to those of you watching us from Australia right now. I can see there's a few of you in the chat from Australia and to those of you in India as well who are celebrating Republic Day uh, today. I should have said that on the podcast earlier today. I had it on my notes next to me. And I completely forgot to mention it. So apologies for that. So I wanted to get that out there uh, early doors. Mike, Mikel Arteta got a lot of stick from sections of the fan base, didn't he, at the weekend after making some changes. And uh, let's get the kind of negatives out of the way before we look at some of the positives. The negatives from tonight were that Emil Smith-Rowe had to go off injured, were that Thomas Partey had to be substituted off. Does that further highlight why Mikel did what he did and felt the need to do it? Uh, at the weekend because players like uh, Emil Smith-Rowe are so susceptible to breaking down because Thomas Partey still not at full fitness. Did what happened almost vindicate his decision to do what he did at the weekend? Well, yeah, like you say, negative, but also in a way not negative because it could have been much worse. I mean, we're hoping it's just cramp. It looked like definitely parties was, uh, was cramp. Smith Rowe didn't actually see him go down on camera, but um, you know he, he walked off. So hopefully it's not too serious. But yeah, um, especially when you look at Southampton and uh, Cole Walker Peters obviously played uh, at the weekend and then um, picks up an injury and and couldn't play tonight. So that just shows you exactly you know that how the rough and tumble of playing in you know with a few days between can have such a big impact and. The difference for us is that these players um, like Smith and Party, they could potentially, you know, make a break our, our season. We saw how much we missed Party when he was gone. We've seen how much of an impact Smith Rowe has had since he's come into the team. He was uh, again good tonight, not as good as he has been, I, I think tonight, which is fair. But um, 
still definitely you know a big big part of, of our success and um yeah he's definitely been vindicated and to be honest if you asked me anyway uh, I, I would have said to you um that the premier league is by far the priority because as a club um i'm not saying i don't value the fa cup but we've won it obviously a lot of times over the years it's brought us a lot of joy but in terms of where we should be um you know looking at right now what should be the priority clearly you know getting back into the upper echelons even if we're not getting into the top four i think that's always got to be the aim because you know as um i think josh Cronky said we are um you know we are a Europa League club on Champions League budget and that needs to be rectified if we still want to see signings like Thomas Party, you know, if we're going to be able to get a Bamiang, um, that that lucrative contract that we were able to give him, if we want that to continue, we need to be back in there, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And you're seeing the effects of that now a few years on. You know, we, we've not qualified for the Champions League for a few years now and you're seeing that we're kind of dipping into the transfer market and we're having to look at loans and clubs the size of Arsenal in years gone by haven't really been in the loan market, but that's where we are right now. Um, let's focus on on the positives tonight because there were lots and lots of positives. I think there were a few eyebrows raised when uh, Nicolas Pepe was named in the starting eleven over Gabriel Martinelli. I thought Nicolas Pepe, apart from that brain fart in terms of his defensive contribution when Southampton scored, I thought he had a really, really good game tonight. It's as well as I've seen him probably play this season. And I thought he looked better on the left-hand side. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I thought he was he was uh, a changed player tonight. And I, you know what? Like, I've been critical of him. I think we've discussed Harry, you know, if he doesn't turn up this season, um, you know, for, for, for the rest of the season and the opportunities that he does get, is it time to to you know part ways and to say look we we made a mistake we spent 72 million was it wrong um and that that thinking is definitely in people's heads and that would have been in people's heads um as soon as he made that mistake and it's it, um i actually got a message from from one of my mates as soon as he did that saying you know clearly uh he's not up for it he doesn't want to play uh you know sort of questioning his his mentality and in his desire and I didn't respond. I was going to respond, but I didn't respond. And then obviously a few minutes later, he scored. And, you know, I've obviously given him a bit of stick for that. Um, but yeah, look, it's a start. Uh, but obviously we, we need to see a lot more. I think one thing we need to take in, into consideration is that Pepe w will not function and do his job in a team that isn't functioning. And that's been clear for the last 18 months. We've been pretty crap, haven't we? Overall, you'd say. But when you put him into a team that, um everyone knows exactly what jobs they're doing and you sort of come into a role rather than being thrown in and, and say you know pepe do your thing run at players uh when, when he knows exactly what he's doing he's coming into a team that's well drilled that's confident you obviously are going to see better results and i think that's what we saw tonight i think the, the left hand side did did help him because it wasn't so much of this what he did on the right hand side which was cut back he was a lot more positive tonight I think it, it, it helped him doing that. And obviously, you know, the confidence of scoring helped him as well because I feel like he was just a bit quicker to everything. Um, he was he was more positive in, in terms of taking on players. And, you know, let's not get over, let's not go overboard here. There's a lot, a lot that we need to see. But if we can, you know, put together some of the flashes into even a consistent 45 minutes, you know, I think that's a positive. And we just need to, we, we need to see that more. 
Um, whether we will, we, we don't know. We, we have to see how long Obama is going to be out for. But if he, he, he's, he's going to be out for a bit longer, play Pepe because he earned it tonight. Yeah, for sure. He did earn it. And, I, and you know, the thing with Nicolas Pepe, he's, he's clearly a confidence player. Um, I think we've kind of discussed that before. You could see once he scored the goal, that kind of swagger came flowing back into his game. Yeah. Then we saw him going past people in the second half, especially there were a couple of moments where he just he just so easily glided past people. And that's what I always go back to when I talk about that there is a talent there. There is a real talent in Nicolas Pepe. It's just how do you get it out of him? How do you put your arm around him and make him feel like he's part of the team? How do you channel that? talent that he so clearly has and get it to work for your team and I, I was just looking at my phone because I was just wanting to see exactly what I said but was discussing the game with my brothers on WhatsApp prior to the game and uh, when we were discussing the lineup the first thing I said was tonight is when you judge Nicolas Pepe then this was before the game because I said you judge Nicolas Pepe when he hasn't got Eddie Nketiah up front and he hasn't got Willian in the side. You judge Nicolas Pepe when he links up with Emil Smith-Rowe, with Alexander Lacazette um, and Arsenal, you know, uh, have their, what you would class as the first 11, which is clearly the first 11 right now out there. Uh, so that's that's when you judge him. And I think tonight he delivered. I think he took the goal really, really well. And it would have been easy, having been put through in that situation, to completely fluff your lines, given the kind of run you've been on and the lack of confidence uh, that he suffered from of late. So I was really delighted to see him stick that away. And I think his celebration kind of showed a fair amount of relief, didn't it? And a bit of a kind of, well, you know what? I, I can deliver. And I like that. I like that fight in the player. And I've kind of questioned of late whether he does have that because he walks around, he swans around the pitch sometimes looking a little bit disinterested. Maybe he's a bit like Mesa Ozil in the sense of his body language sometimes gives off the wrong vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, that is a thing. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's, that's part of it as well. I don't know. Um, but we started the game tonight, like an absolute house on fire. Granite Xhaka played a wonderful ball through to Alexander Lacazette and he missed a really, really good opportunity to put us in front. Then we found ourselves a goal down. We've, we've talked about it briefly, slack bit of defending. Nicolas Pepe, probably the culprit for not really picking up his man. Armstrong got there. Armstrong scored. Um, but uh, got, just touching on Granite Xhaka, I know a lot of people are going to get onto me in the comments and they're going to say, why are you not talking about Saka yet? We'll get there. Uh, but in terms of Granite Xhaka, I thought he put in another really good display. And what was most impressive about him tonight, I thought, was the number of progressive passes he played in comparison to what he normally does. Um, you know, he put Lacazette through. He played a progressive pass to Lacazette, which led to Saka's goal. He put another one through for Pepe. He got an assist for that goal as well. Um so, you know, he's on a really good run of form at the moment, isn't he? And are you confident that in Mikel Arteta's eyes, the, the pivot of him and Thomas Partey is, is the way to go? Yeah, definitely. I think they complement each other really well. Um, and yeah, Xhaka has been so consistent, so reliable. And you're right, those those forward passes is really what we, what we want to see because we know that he's capable of it. I think, again, similar to Pepe, he's another player that fans are just waiting to jump on to, to criticise because they've, they've got it in their heads that, that they don't like him and he's stupid and he makes too many fouls and he gives the ball away. But when you actually look at him putting performances like this week in, week out, and we've, we've been seeing it for a while. I mean, I've, I was critical of him. I'm not going to lie. About, about a year ago, I remember us having quite a few debates about Xhaka. I was like, what, is, what does he add? 
you know, and by all means, I think it's fair to say he's still a, a bit of a limited footballer. Um, you know, he's not exactly an, an, an all-round player like Party is. He's not got the pace. He's not. He's not quite got the power. Um, you know, he's not going to drive forward. But what he does have is some valuable attributes that can help us and uh, get us through this period until we can, you know, eventually go into the market and get um, that. You know, that 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 what whatever system that um, Arteta wants to play, whether he's going to play Party slightly forward in in a midfield three, we want that more you know traditional holding midfielder we'll have to see but at the moment i think he's he's doing a good job i was laughing harry today because i saw um you did your your predicted 11 and um yep. someone said i know i'm not even going to agree because <laughs> jack is in the team and this this is what i mean is that like, i don't like to use the word agenda but that's literally what it is towards jack like it doesn't matter what he does he will always be tainted and i don't really know how that changes but the more positive performances that, that i guess the more it's going to help him you know what it is? I have to say thanks to Dan Potts because Dan Potts, he absolutely hates Granite Xhaka. And for Secret Santa at Christmas, those of you who haven't <laughs> seen it already, he got me this, right? And ever since he got me this, Granite Xhaka has been sensational. So thank you, Dan, once again. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, let's talk about Bukayo Saka. Brilliant again. Took his goal excellently. Um, but I think for me, the most impressive moment from Bukayo Saka tonight was not the goal. It was the assist for Lacazette's goal. Yeah. To take that ball out of the air from Cedric and with one touch to open up your foot, your weaker foot, by the way, and play that right into the sweet spot in between the goalkeeper and the defenders, literally along the edge of the six-yard box, and pick out Alexander Lacazette's run the way he did. I thought that was a sensational piece of technique. He was taking on the fullback throughout the game. He was constantly causing Southampton problems. And, you know, Bakayo Saka has been good all season. But now that we've seen him pushed into his, his, his right position, which is a winger, an attacking player, he is having an immense impact on this Arsenal side. He's just setting the tone right now, isn't he? He's fantastic. I mean, I don't think this is going too far to say that he is the best young talent in, in the Premier League. I think there was an argument last season between him and, and Mason Greenwood, but Saka has just excelled to a level that I didn't expect. Because when he first came in, yeah, he, he was obviously, you know, quite raw. But one thing you always got from him was 100% commitment. And you got incredible delivery from, from, from that young of an age. And that's, that's a hard thing to learn. Like, that's a hard thing to perfect. And I don't think I've ever seen, you know, people in, in the comments, correct me if I'm wrong, but have you ever seen a young player come through and excel at left back, centre mid, left wing and right wing? Like the guy could literally play anywhere. He's just got that touch of class, that desire, that mentality to mean that he could he could excel in any team, in, in any position. It, it really doesn't matter. But the, the number one thing now is that we're seeing him add uh, an, an end product in terms of goals. You know, he had the assists last season. Now he's, he's notching the goals. And, you know, it was quite funny like, how modest the guy is when uh, when he's, he's been interviewed on BT and they said to him, um, you've got the most goals out of all the Premier League teenagers combined. And he looked shocked. He, he, <laughs> he didn't believe it. Like, the guy is so modest. And such a star, like he doesn't even understand his, his own talent. And 
that just tells me he's going to go far. Like, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to put a ceiling on him, really, to say how, how good he's going to get because we don't know. But one thing I can say, it's enjoyable watching him week in, week out because even in the, I think they mentioned it in the post-match as well. Like, we have been so inconsistent, but he has been one of our best players. And to say that about a teenager is just ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He, he's been excellent, hasn't he? Another player I, I really want to give a shout out to, because I actually think that this player was as strong a contender for man of the match as Bukayo Saka was tonight. I'm not taking it away from Bukayo Saka, but when I was thinking about it in my head during watching that game, the other player that came to mind was Cedric. I mean, first of all, we've got to take into account that this guy has played very little football so far this season, yet he's played 90 minutes three times in eight days. He played 90 minutes against Newcastle in the Premier League where he was brilliant again. He played 90 minutes that's on Saturday and he played 90 minutes again today and today and for the most part of Saturday, he played on his wrong side. He played at left back. I mean, I thought his performance was incredible. I thought both defensively and offensively, he he had a real impact. I thought maybe defensively at the start of the game, we got caught out a couple of times on that left-hand side, you know, Jan Valerie coming forward. And, but, you know, I think he was very much under the instruction, wasn't he, to do what Chiarantini does, to yeah. emulate that role. And we've seen that Bellerin sometimes stays a little bit more reserved at times to allow the left back to go on and do that. Xhaka can tuck in backfield for the left back. I really enjoyed his performance. I thought he ball to Bukayo Saka for the third goal was excellent. Um, unlucky not to score himself with that volley in the first half. I really enjoyed the way he linked up with Nicolas Pepe. I would argue that right now on current form, when Kieran Tini's back in the side, Cedric should be playing ahead of Bellerin. <laughs> Mm, I don't know. I think I'm going a bit overboard there, Harry, to be honest. I think he had a great game tonight and obviously he's, he's a good asset to have because I think what, one thing you will get from him is, is, is it's hard work. I mean, I didn't understand or I didn't know, sorry, that he had that sort of technique in him to, to hit that crossfield pass. We've got um, Alex McCarthy in the chat. I mean, he can tell you about how good of a cross that was because the keeper was uh, <laughs> was like sort of wasn't sure whether it's come for it, was it? Because the, the, the cross was so good. Um, and yeah, I mean, he, look, he had he had a great game. Um, I would personally worry about him coming up against um, against you know top top level opposition. I mean, we're playing Man United. He's going to be coming up against the likes of Mason Greenwood. Um, on on one side or whoever it is that plays Marcus Rashford, it's going to be a different test. Um, playing against Jan Valery, who you know hasn't really played much football, I don't want to go too overboard. I thought he was good going forward tonight, um, but I wouldn't say throw him straight in the team yet. But good backup tab, definitely. I just I really agree with this point from Rory in the chat where he says agree with Harry because you go on form and he's played well these past few games. Surely rewarding someone for their positive form creates that culture that Mikel Arteta is constantly talking about. It creates the culture of if you're playing well, you'll be in the team on merit. Surely that has to come into it. I mean, it's come into it when you're talking about players in the forward positions of late. So why is the right back position different in your view? Well, do you know what I want to see? I want to see some consistency in our in, in our team selection. I want Arteta to pick his 
his, his, his best 11 and stick with it. Because I think we're getting close to that point now. Can you get we're that? Close to that. Can you get that when you've got to play so many games in a short space of time? I mean, this was the second meeting with Southampton in four days. Yeah. When games are coming so thick and fast, can you always well, be so consistent in your selection? Well, if 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 injuries aren't a concern, um, I would say I would say yeah. Uh, like unless we're playing in in two, two or three days time, you know when the when when the schedule eases up a little bit. If it's Europa League and a, and a different competition, that's different because the, you know you, you'd, you'd expect them to prioritise one competition or other. But if you're going from one Premier League game to another, and if we look at the at, at the games we've got now, we can't afford to to rest or, or rotate. Really, we need to be playing our strongest team. So I'm happy that he's actually coming to establish that strongest team, um, and I want us to stick with that because it just shows. And what I mentioned to to, to you earlier about Nicolas Pepe, I think the reason why he was able to thrive tonight is because he was in a function inside and he was given a role to do. And if it wasn't him doing that role, it would have been Aubameyang or it would have been Martinelli. And I think that's what we need to establish at this club. We don't want, you know, to get to that stage where we're just rotating players all the time, trying try players in different positions. Um, you know, Willian at 10, we were trying. Willian at false nine. We, don't, we need to be at a stage where the players know exactly what the plan is for, for every game. And they need to implement that and they need to know that the minimum standards. So I'm not saying that, you know, Bellerin is a much better defender than Cedric. I just think I want to see a, a, a bit of that consistency. And also, I don't really share the sort of, uh, not hatred, but, you know, dislike of, of Bellerin that a lot of fans do. I think he's a, he's, he's a good player. Like, yeah, he does get exposed at, at times. But, you know, I'm sure if, if Cedric was playing against the likes of Rashford, he would too. So... You know, I, I'm I'm just saying I don't think there's a massive enough gap between them in terms of ability to suddenly throw Bellerin out and say Cedric play for me. I, I agree with you that there's not a massive gap. I just think in terms of their current form right now, Cedric yeah. is performing at a high level, and and so because there isn't that big gap, like you say, I would be, I guess. I would lean towards the one that's in best of form. I don't know if that, you know, it's not for me a case of I don't like Hector Berrin. I defend him so much on here. It's not that I don't like him or that I don't think he warrants a place in the side. I just think on current form now, I think yeah. that Tierney and Cedric would be our two best but, fullbacks right now. But that's today. But, is it, but that, that's the point, Harry, isn't it? It's, a, it's, it's been a fairly good run. Uh, in terms of our of our opposition, yes, Cedric has has played well in those few games, but we need to see more to be able to throw him in against United. That's a completely different test. And I will say that you know Southampton were were very good tonight, but if you look at how many injuries they've got and the players that they had to throw in, they had to throw in a, a youngster at left back, Jan Valerie, who's who's not played. Um, it was a very different team, and like credit to them because obviously they've they've got a great coach and they know exactly how, how they want to play in the style, and they gave us a good game didn't they to, to be fair so um i'm just saying in terms of level of, of opposition yes cedric has been good but in, if if he wants to make that role his own he's got to produce that against the top top teams because that this is a tough run now like we need our, our top players performing and I, I just want that consistency and because that's what you see with with a lot of the top teams not necessarily in this moment right now because it's a very odd time you know with injuries with, with with the fixtures but i just think moving forward that's the sort of policy we should go for 
Yeah, good stuff. Um, then we're starting to get a few snippets out of Mikel Arteta's press conference now. Uh, I just want to share this one from Simon Collings. Uh, he's just tweeted it because, of course, uh, the press conference is going on while we're live. So, you know, we're going to try and bring you uh, bits and pieces that we're getting through whilst we're on air. But, of course, we'll review it fully in tomorrow's early stream. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Make sure your notifications are turned on. Uh, click the like button. On the stream, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're new, you know that drill uh, by now. And if you're interested in becoming a member of the channel, then click on the link in the description uh, for more information and to sign up. So Mikel Arteta was asked about Kieran playing against Manchester United. Of course, we take on United this Saturday. And he said, I don't know. He wasn't available against Southampton in the FA Cup. So getting a, another opportunity to hammer home the point that in leaving uh, Kieran Tierney behind, it was because he wasn't fit. Um, he says, I don't know. He wasn't available against Southampton in the FA Cup. He was injured. He is still injured today. And let's see how he progresses uh, against for the game, sorry, against Manchester United. The fitness of Kieran Tierney is a worry, isn't it? And he's not the only one in this Arsenal squad that you look at and you think at their peak level, they're fantastic and they're definite starters in this side. But it feels like he's made of glass. It's a, it's a real worry. And if you look at Kieran Tierney's injury record over the last couple of seasons, actually, you'll find that this has been a bit of an ongoing issue. So how worried are you about the potential uh, of Kieran Tierney missing uh, too many games and, and the problem that could cause us? Yeah, I mean, I you know what? Like, if you've been reading sort of in, in between the lines and just seeing what Arteta said now, you know, he missed out, um, was it against Crystal Palace, I think? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Missed out against Crystal Palace, uh, came back uh, and then missed out against Southampton on the weekend. Not really much of an, of an explanation. I mean, I think they sort of alluded. I saw some journalists say that he was uh, he was rested. Well, obviously, that wasn't the case because Arteta said now he's injured. The fact that they're being a bit quiet about it, Harry, spells a bit of trouble to me because when you're... It sort of says that you know there's an that there's maybe an ongoing issue behind the scenes that we're not really you know telling you the complete extent of it. That's concerning. Um, I mean, it's good to know that we have a sort of a viable uh, re- replacement in a sense, uh, in in the sense that Cedric was was good tonight. But going forward, is something that that we might have to address because we sent that class match out on loan. And we didn't really have anyone in line, you know, a left-footed left-back, which is which is what we need. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a, it's a worry, and it's really frustrating because, as I said, we're just getting to that stage now where we're establishing our best team, and Tierney has been a massive part of that. So I think you know you've got you've got a few days left to the, the transfer market. Arteta's come out and said that he's looking for for a left-back to to come in. I think we're going to need it, and I really do. Yeah, it looks that way. And and just a couple more bits from the press conference. Uh, Arteta on Smith Rowe, he said he had some muscular discomfort and wasn't fit on Saturday and knew that he couldn't play the full game tonight. So again, you know, just reiterating the point, the mm. two players that were left behind completely uh, on Saturday were not fit. And, 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 you know, people have slated Mikel for making that decision. But as I kept saying repeatedly on the podcast, We're not the Arsenal medical team. We don't know exactly what's going on. So we kind of have to trust him on that. Uh, So, yeah, he says that there was muscular discomfort uh, for Emil Smith-Rowe. He wasn't fit on Saturday. knew that he wasn't going to be able to play the full game tonight. 
On Partey coming off with cramp, Arteta said, we don't know. He was feeling some discomfort. Hopefully it's nothing, but he was struggling. So that's another one mm. we've got to worry about. And the problem is here, we're not talking about, you know, when you talk about Smith Rowe, Tierney and Partey, they are such key players for us right now. You know, we know yeah. that Odegaard is is close to joining. You know, I think we'll probably get an announcement on that tomorrow. I didn't expect it today because it was a match day. Uh, I think we'll probably get that. If not tomorrow, then then certainly on Thursday. So, you know, yeah, he comes into the picture and it feels like it's probably just in the nick of time because we've got concerns about these players right now, which is, which is never great. Um, just to kind of... Sorry, I got to read out this comment. This made me laugh. I was reading it while you were talking. It comes from Zissi. Um, yeah, this is great. Arsenal player ratings tonight if they were areas in North London. <laughs> Leno, Southgate, Bellerin, Haringey, Holding, Winchmore Hill, Louise, Finsbury Park, Cedric, Highgate, Partey, Crouch End, Xhaka, Palmer's Green. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. Uh, uh, hey, listen, Green. there's nothing wrong with Palmer's Green, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saka, uh, Hempstead, Smith Row, Oakwood, Pepe, Muzzle Hill, and Lacazette Highbury. Love that. <laughs> really good. I love that you've sat and thought about that at 11 p.m. at night. That's incredible. Um, I want to say a big thank you as well, just before we continue to uh, where is it? Where is it? Has it escaped me in the chat box? Uh, to Creambone66, uh, who's just signed up to become a member of the Chronicles of Aguna YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Uh, hit the the membership tab and you'll get the link to the discord server make sure you come and join us in there as well um big thank you and if you're interested in becoming a member and want to get access to our members only content um as well as some of the other perks that are available if you click the link in the description it'll bring up the free tiers that are available you can have a look at those and decide which if any of them appeal to you today's bit of members content was a deep dive into martin erdegaard who's uh, expected to be announced as an Arsenal player in the next sort of 48 hours. Um, I was joined by, he's a Norwegian. So when I say Norwegian Spanish football expert, that's what I mean. Jonas Yeva, a top journalist in Norway, very well known. It's all over the TV over there. Um, he covers Spanish football. That's what he does. It's one of the best in the business. And he joined me uh, for our piece of members content where we spent about 20, 20 odd minutes talking about Martin Odegaard and what he brings to the table. You even get a bit of a lesson on how to actually pronounce his name. I'm still doing it wrong, but there you go. Uh, so please uh, do check that out if you're interested. Uh, it's for gold members and above. They're the ones that get access to the content. So uh, thank you to those that have already signed up and thank you uh, to the rest of you. Uh, Creambone also says, fantastic show, by the way. Not long discovered you. Big up. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, Alexander Lacazette, Mike, what did you make of his performance? I kind of feared the worst when he spurned that chance early on. And I thought, here we go again. Lacazette not being clinical enough, but he got the third goal. He he got an assist for the second one. And as usual, held up the ball really well, brought others into the game and just battled, didn't he? Yeah. And, you know, over the last few weeks, he's really proved how, how vital he is for us because we don't have another player in the squad that can do what he does in terms of, you know, backing into players, linking up play. And I think as much as you credit the likes of Smith, Rosaka, Martinelli, I think you also have to give a similar, if not the same amount of credit to, to Lacazette because he's the one that ties it all together. You know, if 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 Smith Rowe isn't hitting him and if the ball if he's not bouncing the ball off to the likes of Sata, Saka, those goals don't happen. And obviously he's finding the back of the net as well. So, you know, fair play to him. Um I think tonight 
was a bit of a reality check and almost like sums him up a bit, doesn't it? As much as as good as he has been, he's always got that that thing in him that he's not, you know, the most clinical striker in the world. He will miss some, um, and he needs some. Most of the time, he needs a few chances to score. So I think we have to be a bit realistic with with Lacazette. I don't think he's you know a world class striker. He's a good striker and. He is what we've got at the moment, and he's doing a, a pretty good job. Um, but you know, you can't lambast him like without being realistic about his you know level, because we were talking about um, not so long ago before this run about how he was dire, and he has been, you know, in patches over his Arsenal career. Um, but we have to praise him when when it's due, and he he turned that around. He got his goal. Uh, he battled well tonight, and. Um, He's another one, really, like similar to Tierney party. If he goes out injured, we struggle big time because there's no one that can come in and, and do what he does. You know, um, Eddie Nketiah can't do what he does. Balogun, um, <laughs> bloody arse, what Balogun did on the weekend, by the way. I, I don't know if you've t- spoken about that, Harry, but I was fuming. I, ha- I, was, I haven't, I I haven't even touched it. I, haven't, I didn't even want to give it fuming. to you. That at yeah. the time, I was just like, what well, are you doing? Like, it was just embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, so obviously, if you don't know what we're talking about, Balogun posted a video compilation of him scoring a hat-trick against, uh, against the, in the under-23s about four minutes after we lost to Southampton so, um, with the face palm emoji on Instagram. <sighs> not helping yeah. himself, is he? No, not helping, not himself. helping himself. But yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, at the what end of the say? day, I'm sorry, but he could turn out to, uh, like, he might not, he might go on to really good things, but he could be the next flipping tube of You know, he's not <laughs> done anything at senior level to suggest nothing. That he's got what it takes to come into the office of a manager of a club the size of Arsenal and, and demand yeah. guarantees around game time. Who do you think mm. you are, man? Go, go to the Bundesliga then. If there's so much interest, go over there. Do it. Who cares? Like, it, it was embarrassing, whole, wasn't it? Yeah, it's embarrassing. Things like it's that just really wind me up. You know, you're not, you're not talking about a 25, 26 year old who's proven himself and yeah. then is 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 making demands. You're talking about a kid who's never really done anything in the yeah. game yet, and and that yeah, that's irritating. And also, the worst part of it was I don't want to dwell too long on it, but the level of disrespect to to his teammate Eddie Nketiah. Yeah, agreed. Like you know, he's being picked above you for for a reason. Whatever that reason is, you know, people w- would argue, oh, Balogun should have paid because because Eddie was crap. But yeah, but Eddie's had that grind. He's been out on loan, and um, you know, he's not been fantastic, but he's 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 earned the right to play. You've not played yet, so you know, let's let's move on. But I just, I had I had to bring that up because it just annoyed me so much on the weekend. Yeah. So much. No, I agree with you, mate. It's worth uh, worth touching on for sure. A uh, big thank you to AJ Morgan, another member who's just signed up. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Don't forget, if you're interested in joining us, click the link in the description uh, and you can find the information there and you can join from there. Uh, check out our members only content and make sure you guys join the Discord server because we've still got about 15, 16 members uh, who haven't joined it. And that's absolutely fine. I just don't want you to miss out on something that you're paying for, basically. Uh, so if you haven't done it and you want to do it, make sure you do so. If you're having any trouble with it, just let me know and I'll help you for it. Um, really appreciate the support. Thank you. Um, just finally, Mike, uh, to kind of wrap up, it, it's late and, and we're going to talk about the game again uh, tomorrow. But, you know, 
how significant is this win? Because I feel like for Mikel Arteta, it was significant because of what happened on Saturday, because of the added narrative of the fact that Arsenal, the holders of the FA Cup, crashed out the way they did, having left players out of the side. We, we're now starting to learn that actually some of those players were left out because they had to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's given the kind of up and down relationship some of the fans have got with Mikel Arteta right now, the up and down form, the fact that in the, the eyes of many, he threw away the, the cup that has ultimately earned him the respect that he does have. You know, I felt like this win was huge for him. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to believe that Arsenal can push for, if not a top four place, a top six place at least? you feel like that's on the cards? Um, I sort of hesitate a bit because of just how poorly we started. Um, and also the fact that if you're looking at those this this run of five wins from six, you would say that Southampton are probably the only top team that, that, that we played during that run. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, so I think you have to look at what we're going to do in the next few weeks as a as a marker for our season. Um, but I think if we can play like with the confidence that that we've been playing with, I think it's achievable. Um, but yeah, in terms of like important was to win is massive because Frampton are, are a good team. And as I said, even though they did have a lot of injuries, they had, they had suspensions, they play with a with a good style, they're they're daring, they press you, and like to be fair, I think at times, you know, I thought they were gonna they were gonna peg us back. A few good saves from from Leno, a few really good interceptions from, from Holding to make up for Louise, and we we got through. But my point is that we're going to be tested a, a lot more in in the coming weeks, and that will show us about about the progress we've made. Um, yeah. But I, I think it was important to to keep the unbeaten run going and to bounce back because it was a bit a bit damaging on, on the weekend in terms of like the, how poor the performance was. Um, when we saw, you know, our, our top players coming out, and I just really pray that like like Smith Rowe, Party, and uh, and Tierney are going to be fit because they're going to be vital on on the weekend. Yeah, for sure. Let, let's quickly share the the league table uh, on the screen as it looks right now. Of course, after tonight's game. Now, of course, there are games to take place tomorrow. The Premier League's a little bit all over the place because of there's been postponements and. People are not on the same number of fixtures, which obviously we, we have to take into account. But at the moment, you look at West Ham United, who fantastically, actually, considering the stick they used to give David Moyes, has, has taken them into fourth place tonight off the back of that win at Palace. The fourth place side are currently on 35 points. That's on the same amount of games as us. And we're f- five points behind that. So it's by no means impossible. Like, it, it's not a given it's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. And I think if we continue to see fitness issues with some of our key players, I think that could be kind of what denies us in the end. But I think you have to give Arsenal credit for the run they're on. You know, you look at that form yeah. guide there. They've won four of the last five in the Premier League. It's not easy to do that in this division. And I think the, the point I was making after the whole rotation debate was that Whilst the top four is uh, is possible, that has to be the priority. And and people who say that Arsenal have a loser mentality, yet then say, oh, we should just give up on the top four. I don't get that. 
because you can't accuse the the players and the club of having that losing mentality if you yourself mm-hmm. don't sort of want the club to to aim for what's best then so look it's it's still a possibility it's still alive i think arsenal can achieve it whether it happens or not though remains to be seen there's so many factors that are going to come into play here and of course we've got the europa league as well um so yeah things are looking a lot more positive up into eighth position uh, i know that villa and everton the sides around us have played actually significantly less games than us right now but you know it's just it gives us a bit of a confidence boost to get back into a a kind of semi-respectable position. I just want to finish off the show, Mike, by giving you guys a, a nice Granite Xhaka fact. You know, I often get taken a piss out of because uh, I praise Granite Xhaka and I defend him. But actually, to date, Granite Xhaka has now provided more, uh, as many, sorry, Premier League assists for Arsenal, 14, as Jack Wilshire, who was supposed to be the next Xavi, as Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who everybody was so disappointed uh, when he left for Liverpool and as Alex Song. So uh, there you go. Granite Xhaka proving uh, that he can uh, contribute and uh, as well as providing a good screen for our defence. So a nice little Granite Xhaka fact to end the show on. Uh, big thank you to every single one of you in the live chat. Thank you all so much for your support, not just on this review show, but during the watch along as well. Um, that's got a load of views on it already. So thank you all so much. Really, really appreciate it. My thanks to Mike. I know it's an ungodly hour, um, but thank you for uh, for staying up and joining me, mate. How can people follow you on social media and keep up with your great work? Yeah, so just follow me um, at Mike underscore Stavru. I do a load of st- stuff for Metro, like loads of like, analysis pieces and stuff that I throw up there. So yeah, go follow me. Brilliant stuff. Make sure you do. We're going to be back tomorrow with another show. Until then, good night to you all. Um, And I know I'm going to sleep well tonight. It's always easier to sleep, isn't it? After a nice, comprehensive Arsenal victory. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, take care. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.